example, we might find that people deem deers more valuable than goats, and the car would then rather run over the goat if the only way to save the goat is to run over the deer. Now with the other potential factors coming into play, this can shift. Maybe we deem the deer only slightly more valuable than the goat, but we also feel it comes at some moral cost to switch lanes and hit something that wasn't actually in our path in the first place. But crafting a moral compass into the mind of a machine poses an unavoidable question. Do we trust ourselves to do so? A self-driving car wouldn't just have to make decisions in life and death situations, as if that wasn't enough, but would also need to judge how much risk is acceptable at any given time. But who will ultimately restrict this decision-making process? Would it be the job of the engineer to determine in which circumstances it is acceptable to overtake a cyclist? You won't lose sleep pegging a deer over a goat, but a person. Choosing who potentially lives and dies based on a number has an inescapable air of dystopia. You may see tight street corners and hear the groan of oncoming traffic, but an algorithm will only see the world in numbers. These numbers will form its memories and its reason the force that moves the car out into the road. I think people will be very uncomfortable with the idea of a machine deciding between life and death, Sutfeldt says. In this regard, we believe that transparency and comprehensibility could be a very important factor to gain public acceptance of these systems. Or, put another way, people may favour a transparent and comprehensible system over a more complex black box system. We would hope that the people will understand this general necessity of a moral compass and that the discussion will be about what approach to take and how such systems should decide. If this is put in, every car will make the same decision and if there is a good common ground in terms of model, this could improve public safety. Zutfeldt's experiment reflects the challenges in addressing the common ground of morality of its virtual subjects. With so many political and social disagreements posted over news feeds and social networks, the idea of ethical common ground seems a bit like wading through deep sand. Don't be surprised when the ground slips out from under you. In scenarios with a one-second reaction time, the obstacle, a woman, was hit too often despite the models indicating she had a higher value of life. While these errors exist, they show no overall pattern. It's a random result of testing. No harm done, the screen reboots, the next subject enters. But errors in real life would hit more than just pixels. At four seconds of reaction time, these errors largely fade, but are replaced by what can only be called inaction. Test subjects showed a much stronger preference for staying in the lane they started in and, when forced to choose between two objects, let out a great big philosophical nope. With more time to think, they did less to minimise deaths and more to denounce responsibility for the situation. Staying in their lane and not attempting to choose at all. With such stellar role models to learn from, should an algorithm even try to replicate human ethics? Or, if we're entering a world where a Honda can overcome a human, should it not try to leave our flaws behind? Training an algorithm is a study in repetition and the power of the majority, but doing the same thing over and over again with the same results is more Einstein's definition of insanity than a win for goodness. People have the capacity to learn and develop morally, 
An algorithm can only evolve in numerical terms, says Simon Beard, moral philosopher at the University of Cambridge's Centre for the Study of Essential Risk. It's always at the back of my mind that if you can indeed do better with the AI, why don't we try and do better, he says. Or why don't we ask what we would do if we could do better, rather than just modelling what we actually do? People exist in imperfect conditions. Algorithms do not. A self-driving car won't be talking on its phone or checking its hair in the rearview mirror. In the event of accidents, it reacts with an enviable speed that even the swiftest among us can't match. We can't test what we would do in those conditions, says Beard. It doesn't at all follow that just because something is the best that we can do doesn't mean that that's what the AI should do as well. The value of life model as we know it is a response to theories of utilitarianism.